Hello, this is Mike Ghetto and Steve Carpenter from Yakima Chief Hops. Welcome to the 28th episode of our podcast, Beer, Baseball, and Binds. Today we have a special guest, Steve, from Milwaukee Brewing. We've got Kurt Mays in town. He's the head brewer doing a selection on the day when the Brewers clinched the National League Central. Wow, that's awesome. First of all, say hello to your Uncle Willie for me. <laughs> um. It's a different spelling, but... <laughs> No, that's amazing. Uh, I just checked into the game, and congratulations to the uh, Milwaukee Brewers for uh, winning the National League Central, and uh, that'll get them uh, at least five more games and home, home field, field advantage, advantage yeah, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, awesome. No, Kurt, welcome, and uh, thanks for taking time out to see us here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. Just a coincidence, you happen to be in town doing your selections uh, yep. for hops, and uh, it was the day of the, the one-game playoff against the Cubs, and... Uh, well, Christian Yelich, uh, there's a reason he's an MVP this year. He was three for four today. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he should really get it. I mean, just just to have him on the team, it's just been amazing, especially after the All-Star break. What he's done is just, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's one of the best halves ever, yeah. So he got the batting title and was, what, a home run and an RBI short of, of the, the triple, triple crown. crown. Yep. Yeah. So I think Ducky Medwick was the last one uh, – to get the National League Triple Crown back in 37. I'm just a kid. I can barely remember it. But, uh, <laughs> and the American League was what, Carl Yastrzemski in 67? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, the, the Brewers had the, uh, I think, probably the best offseason of any club this year, yes. picking up Yelich uh, and uh, Lorenzo Cain. That, those, those were key. I mean, that oh, yeah. everybody tries to pick up players, but I think they really did the best of anybody this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Took advantage of the Miami yard sale and uh, – pick up Yelich and he's a great ball player I've always admired him from uh, halfway across the country playing in Miami but uh, tremendous talent not only offensively but uh, a good defensive player as well oh yeah I think he's close to a golden glove winner this year plus yeah. made yeah. all-star team so Kurt did you grow up in uh, Wisconsin a Milwaukee Brewer yep. fan or I've always been a Brewer fan I grew up in Kenosha which is just south of Milwaukee and sure I lived in Milwaukee for the last 23 years and so I was actually briefly a Brewers fan myself when they were the Seattle Pilots way back when <laughs> uh -huh. 1970 yeah it yeah. was 74 75 something like that yeah. a couple of years before the Mariners and off to Milwaukee they went and uh, if they've got to leave uh, to to leave to be able to take on that name Brewers uh, that uh, you, it makes it a little more palatable so yeah so um your company, Milwaukee Brewing, is, is one of the oldest craft brewers in the United States, right? And you've been around for about, what, 20 years? Yeah, we've years? been around 20 years. We started in uh, 97 as the Milwaukee Ale House, and it's, I mean, it's always been Milwaukee Brewing Company. Mm -hmm. And then in 2007, we started a production brewery, and which we call our Second Street Brewery, and now we're in the process of building our, our third brewery, which is our Ninth Street Brewery, which is... Uh, it's on Ninth and Highland, which is actually the old Pabst Distribution Center from when Pabst Brewing Company was in Milwaukee. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. And it must have been uh, pretty pleasantly surprising to whoever your, your founders were to find out that the name Milwaukee Brewing Company was available oh, yeah, the owner as was, late as 1997. He was so surprised when he's like, really? No one ever <laughs> used this? And you can't go wrong when you have a name like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so you're, you've got your third place, you said, is in the PBR distribution center. That must be pretty cool and a lot of nostalgia in that oh, yeah. place. We have all the old Paps buildings right around us, and it's pretty great. We um, Paps actually built two blocks away from us. They built their new 
brew pub, which is their microbrewery. So they built a small brewery as we're building a large brewery just down the street from them. So it's kind of, it's interesting to say, you know, a large brewery is building a small brewery, a small brewery is building a larger brewery, yeah. all within the same Pabst area. Very nice. So is the, uh, you know, PBR has become sort of a hipster beer. So are the hipsters in Milwaukee drinking PBR? They're pissed because uh, <laughs> Pabst, uh, you know, cut out so many jobs so many um, years ago. I don't know really how good it sells in Milwaukee, but I know it is the hipster beard around the country. Yeah. But, I mean, I think in Milwaukee it still still has a little stigma in it little throughout raw. Milwaukee just because, mm-hmm. you know, the way they shut down just instantly sure. and a lot yep. of jobs are lost. Yeah, that's true. We've You brought a beer for us to uh, share on the podcast today. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. It's uh, uh, OG. OG, yes. This is a beer that I came up with many years ago. I feel this this is what I brought to Milwaukee Brewing Company as my resume because mm-hmm. you know, I homebrewed it. Nice. Gave it to the owner when I was interviewing for the beer. He's like, "This is a great beer. We should make. Good we beer. should, we should yeah. make this." Yep. Mm. So it's an imperial wit beer that uh, we infuse with uh, green tea, chamomile tea. We use fresh ginger in it, and then it has the traditional wit spices, that orange and chamomile, and it's you know it's a real easy drinking, nine point two percent beer. <laughs> yeah. How did you come up with the recipe? How did you get the, the Japanese or the Asian influence into it? I worked at a Chinese restaurant for many years, so I drank a lot of green tea, and I was a home brewer, so I'm like, I thought the flavors would complement each other, so I threw it into a beer, and it seemed to work out really well. So people come in and use those uh, uh, green tea Kit Kat candy bars now to drink with the, <laughs> with the beer? Yep, and I, and I do love matcha. I mean, we don't use matcha in it, but if it was affordable, it'd be awesome to... <laughs> To put matcha into it and make it actually a, a greener looking beer, but it goes down very smooth. It's a I very can good beer. Tell you that would be one that could probably sneak up on you at eight point two on the Richter scale. So yeah, yeah. and and you've just done a, a variation of this, so it's a barrel age that just won some awards, right? Yep, we barrel aged it in gin barrels. So we get the gin barrels from a local distillery that's only maybe a mile away from our brewery, not even a mile, called Great Lakes Distillery, and they do a barrel aged gin. So they had no, you know, they wanted to get rid of their gin barrels, and they asked the head distillers, like, do you want some gin barrels for free? I'm like, sure, <laughs> I'll take take free barrels. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we've been for about three years now, three, four years now, we've been taking their gin barrels. They give us two every couple of months, mm-hmm. and they empty them and fill them up with the OG, and it's turned out great. So we, like our first, first year we did it, we did, probably about a two to three month aging on it Mm -hmm. these last couple of years we've gone from two months all the way up to eight months for Mm -hmm. aging so Mm -hmm. we've been blending them together it's been great and and is that something that now you know you always think about milwaukee of course as uh as one of the great lager towns of of the world in the united states so are you coming up with uh, a lot of new recipes and how is your consumer base uh, uh, changing in the last couple of years from a from a craft perspective Craft in Milwaukee has just been crazy. I mean, within the last three years, I think 12 breweries have opened up in oh, wow. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So we've, I mean, as being the the older guy in Milwaukee, I mean, we've had a lot of a lot of new breweries opening up and a lot of good breweries opening up. And it's been, it hasn't been a challenge, but it's been, we're kind of the older guy. So a lot of the new breweries are getting more of the hype mm-hmm. but just because, you know, people are just kind of, well, it's Milwaukee Brewing. They've been around forever. It's but so it's been been a challenge to come up with new beers and new, you know, new styles to come out with. I mean, we just came out with our 
new IPA that earlier this year, the basically it's MKE IPA, so mm-hmm. it's Milwaukee IPA, and that's been doing really good this year, and it's been a great seller for us. And we've the label on it is actually the People's Choice of the Milwaukee flag, and mm-hmm. it's been selling really well. So we've got obviously the uh, the traditional IPAs. You've got the West Coast IPAs. You've got now the New England IPA. Are we going to mm-hmm. have a Midwest or Milwaukee style IPA? We that's think the MK IPA is, is a is closer to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it has the I call we always call it kind of call it the new kid hop. So it's you know citra mosaic, traditional late hopping, mm-hmm. but it's not really a hazy IPA, but it's not a traditional heavy malt IPA. So it's right in the middle and. We kind of want to call it a, a Midwest IPA. Mm-hmm. So you've now opened, as you said, your third uh, facility. How have the facilities, the, the the brewery, the tap room, or the ale house, I guess, now another brewery slash tap room, is that correct? Yes. How, how have they evolved in terms of what you're doing within those facilities? Are they all the same model, or are they different as you've uh, opening up a new facility now? They're All three are different, so all the brew houses are completely different. So that's going to be the new challenge, actually, with our newest brewery because it's a, full, you know, almost a fully automated four-vessel system. At our Second Street Production Brewery, it was a two-vessel, uh, pretty manual system, and then our brew pub was a 15-barrel, you know, very hands-on manual product production. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been with Milwaukee Brewing? I've been with Milwaukee Brewing Company for just over nine years. Nine years, well, and mm-hmm. so. You from a chef background and a home brewing background, how did the home brewing get started? What uh, what got you interested in, in making um, beer in the first place? What got me into it was that, uh, one of the restaurants I became a chef at was called Smith Brothers in Port Washington. It's no longer around, but they had a brew pub in their in their building called Port Washington Brewery, and I, so I started working there part time. Mm-hmm. And once I started helping out at the brewery, I'm like, I should do this for a living. Mm-hmm. So after I did that, I mean, I washed all the kegs and you know filled kegs and helped out a little bit with the brewing but not a lot of brewing I decided I need a home brew and so I bought, a, bought myself a home brew kit and just taught myself how to home brew and it took cool. me about nine years to actually get a professional brew job after that. So Kurt between batches of beer at Milwaukee Brewing do you get a chance to get out the ballpark very often? I do I don't I've well not a lot but I've been about four games this year sounds horrible but <laughs> only about bad. four games but Oh, that's good. Well, they don't let you out of the uh, the keg room, right? I mean, you got to be working all the yeah. time, right? So, are you able to get any of your beers into the ballpark? Yes, we have, I think, six of our beers actually at the ballpark. Great. The great thing about uh, Miller Park, they actually have a actual bar that uh, represents Wisconsin breweries. Mm-hmm. So it's a Wisconsin brewery bar, so they have a good craft beer selection there, and yeah. You know, we've done almost 30 of these, Mike, and that's been a real common theme among most of the folks we talk to is the ability to get their craft beers into the ballpark and so people can enjoy a nice craft beer while they're enjoying baseball as well. Mm-hmm. And you've got a beer called Walk Off Fresh, right? So no, Walk Off Triple. A Walk Off Triple. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so our Walk Off Triple is a Belgian triple, but we have it in the traditional... 82 brewers colors with the pinstriping on our packaging and it's we release it just before the baseball season nice no that's so. that's actually very clever i, I, hadn't, I hadn't even thought about that triple yeah. yep 
That's that's. Are there any are there any Belgian players uh, with a Belgian background in the major leagues? I can't think of any, but I'm sure there must be. I suspect they're all playing soccer for the Red Devils. (laughs) Uh, Just be my hunch, but I don't know of any. There's a few, you know, from uh, uh, Holland, um, Netherlands now, and uh, I think the the game is gaining some interest in Europe. But uh, I think football will always be the uh, number one sport there. Well, the first, uh, the very first brewery tour I ever went on was uh, Miller Brewery in uh, Milwaukee back when I was in college. And, uh, you know, at the time, uh, the the drinking age in Minnesota was 19, Wisconsin was 18. So, of course, we uh, we got in our cars every now and then, and uh, yeah. we crossed the border. But we went over to Milwaukee, and uh, we went to the brewery. I think we got three tokens for beers. We went to uh, a Brewers game that day, and that would have been – Back in the the mid '80s, back when they had uh, Harvey's Wallbangers were the uh, the team of of choice, and all of those great home run players or home run hitters, and I think they all hit 230, but they all hit 40 home runs or something <laughs> like that. It just seemed like it's yeah. swinging for the fences. Good old County yeah. Stadium. Yeah, County <laughs> Stadium. That's right. And uh, it was uh, it was I think actually Miller who really was behind getting the Brewers to move or to to have the baseball team come in after mm-hmm. all. The Braves left way back, uh, like '67. It must have been, or somewhere in the mid '60s when they moved from Milwaukee to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. That that was a that was a long time ago. I know in '57 they were still in Milwaukee. Uh, Hank Aaron, Henry Aaron. That was the year I was born, and I don't remember much about that year, but I remember he won the National League home run title back then uh, for the Milwaukee. So that was when it was uh, Spawn and Sane and Pray for Rain or absolutely. something like that. Yep. Yeah. A couple of old Milwaukee pitchers, but yeah. Yeah, that 82 Milwaukee team, though, that, that was a that great That were the team. wall bangers, yeah, that's yep. right when I would have been there. Yeah, yeah. And I think Robin Yount out there at shortstop. And Paul Molitor's Paul current Paul twins. Molitor. Yep. Gorman Thomas, I think, was one of the big guys yep. hitting home runs. And he had Raleigh Fingers out there. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, Raleigh Fingers. Back when it took three innings to get a save instead <laughs> of the three-out deal. Yeah. He, he, had, he had a Brewer's mustache back in the day, too, yeah. when not many guys did. did uh, I don't know why the name Ben Ogilvy. But he played. Did, didn't wasn't he maybe the first baseman? I think he might have been. It was yeah. it maybe Tigers or something, and then the Brewers or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Gorman Thomas actually had a short stint with the Seattle Mariners after he left Milwaukee as okay. well. So big old handlebar mustache mm-hmm. and look like you're. Uh, Cleanup hitter. They on all, your they local all drank PBRs team. or Millers, <laughs> and then they all rode their Harleys around Milwaukee, and that was the uh, that was the Brewers back then. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of. Uh, Different style of talent compared to today on that team. So, yeah. Now, but the Brewers, it was a big day and a big victory for them today, and it's going to go on. Well, we got uh, we got uh, L.A. playing uh, Colorado right now, I guess, right? right? And, yeah. Uh, and see who, who, who comes in on that one. Yep. So, yeah, if uh, the loser, then we'll play the Cubs in the wild card, right, of the L.A. and Colorado, and then yep. uh, whoever wins that uh, will end up, playing milwaukee again yeah, yeah. and uh that home home field advantage throughout the playoffs that's that uh that's going to be a big deal for them oh yeah definitely so i have to ask you because i was looking at your website earlier on and on your front page you've got some photos and one of the photos is somebody giving a speech there's a guy wearing a chris bryant jersey in the background and are, are you just you're trolling the guys from uh, chicago today or uh, uh that was just a coincidence that a guy has a chris bryant jersey on your milwaukee brewing website today it might just be a, <laughs> a 
funny karma. thing. Karma. It was karma. That's right. <laughs> it was karma. So. Chicago. Yeah. Some there's a lot of Chicago people who love our beer. So. Oh sure, yeah. That's how Milwaukee really partially got famous, right? It was uh, you had all the great water, but then mm -hmm. that was the Chicago Fire, and uh, oh, yeah. Miller the city of Chicago there. didn't have beer, and so they had to go north to get the beer, right? Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, Chicago's still a Miller town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, well, the Cubs are old style, and then yeah. Yeah. Uh, but your sustainability is a big part of your program too, right? At the brewery, you I mean, talk a lot about the water and your refrigeration recovery systems, and yep. uh, it's a big yeah. At our Second Street Brewery, we it, everything a lot of the equipment was used when they built their brewery they you know they were trying to recycle everything we have our brew house came out of a scrap yard in canada mm -hmm. we have our hot liquor and cold liquor tank that actually came out of paps brewery mm -hmm. they were their old sucrose tanks mm -hmm. uh, we have a uh, solar panels that use for we used a uh, heat water and we also have we make biodiesel, so we have two boilers and one runs on biodiesel. So we take fire grease from the Milwaukee Ale House, our mm -hmm. brew pub, and then a couple other bars in the local area, turn all their fire grease into biodiesel. So we're able to run completely off the grid, usually two or three months a year, mm -hmm. just using biodiesel to run our boiler. Do you, what do you do with your spence? Is that going to a local cattle feeder or you're putting yep, it into the biodiesel? We have a farmer that comes every day to pick up all of our grain and he feeds them to the cattle. Some of those happiest cows in Wisconsin, right? Yep. Uh, what were you, so you were out here today in the last uh, today, I guess. Were you here yesterday for selection, or did you come in nope, this morning? Today was the only day for selection. And and what uh, hops were you looking for? We were looking at Citroen Mosaic. And uh, did you find something you liked out yeah, there? Yeah, we found two great patches, and it was, it was our first time out here for hop selection. Mm -hmm. So it was a very eye-opening experience, and just to be able to see all the, dif the different hops from the different farms and this, see the differences in them, it was that was pretty great. It's pretty cool, huh? Uh, when you, I always ask, because I can't do it myself, but when you are um, rubbing and, and, and checking out the uh, the mosaic or the citrus, when you're smelling it and you're putting it into your, um, into your, the aroma profile, into your, into your brain, are you thinking about how that'll translate into beers? Definitely. Definitely. Since we already have, it's for our MKIPA, that's our main hops in that beer. So definitely as we're smelling them, we're like, we're all thinking about how it's going to be in the beer hmm. and how it's going to, you know, make the beer better. Because right now we've been spot buying a lot of the hops, so it hasn't been as, as consistent throughout this past year. Sure. But now it's going to be great because we have a consistent flavor throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, part of a challenge, too, if you're buying spot is you're buying it from, you know, different people. And it all depends on how they've handled it, if they've mm -hmm. stored it properly, was it kept cool properly, all of that entire process. Why it's a... Nice thing to be, able to be able to contract it, come in and select lots you want, then have a yep. pretty good confidence it'll stay consistent through the year. Mm -hmm. Were you guys able to make it out to any of the farms? We haven't yet. Okay. Hopefully later today we'll get to check that'd out be, our farm. That'd be great. There's still a few tortured souls out there picking hops <laughs> still. Uh, it's been a long harvest. Most of the guys started about the 22nd to 25th of uh, August, and there's still a handful that are they're still picking, and actually the hops look quite nice because most of it is Pato, the uh, HBC 682, and uh, it uh, it's really wonderful this time of the year to have a hop that you can pick that's nice and green and fresh and, and uh, is still uh, very good looking. Well, we're on the last week, really, of hop harvest here, Steve. Oregon's done. Idaho's pretty much done. Like you say, we're pretty much done here in Washington as well, yep. and uh, 
we'll have a more complete kind of recap next week when we get everything done. But it's been a good harvest, and the quality's been pretty good. It is. Uh, I checked the alphas this morning and just had a supply chain meeting, a leadership meeting, and Missy indicates that our alphas are actually a little bit higher than we were expecting on the 682. And yep. that should help us a little bit. Uh, had a couple calls already this morning from Germany and uh, uh, folks there that are concerned about the alpha crops. So uh, hopefully if the alphas are high enough, maybe we can help out a little bit there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, good quality this harvest. Uh, it's uh, I don't think you can ever choose your weather conditions, but if you could, it would be a year just like this. No rain, no wind, no extremely hot temperatures. Uh, it just really allowed for a nice, even ripening of the crop this year, and uh, hopefully that gives you folks the ability to uh, get some great hops and make some great beer. Mm -hmm. well, we had our uh, fresh ale, uh, fresh hop ale festival this this past Saturday here in Yakima, and it was a wonderful event. Uh, a lot of our growers and the people that work on the farms were there. Obviously, a lot of people that are working in the industry were there. Uh, we had a lot of our, our people there, and then, of course, a lot of beer lovers. And we had, uh, I think it was 60, maybe 62 fresh ale brews this year. Mm -hmm. You know, a variety of hops, and uh, it was it's just so fun because uh, they're so different. And you come in, and, you, you know, you can just really uh, get that great hop right into your face uh, flavor. And it's a pretty special time, and it was a, it was a nice evening. It was a really good event. I think we had... Uh, they said maybe close to 10,000 people this year, something like that. It felt crowded out there a little bit, so yeah, got a little a little bit crowded. But it, people were having a good time, well behaved, and uh, it was uh, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I think the last beer I left the tent to go get, I think I bumped into about 9,000 of those 10,000 people <laughs> that were there. But uh, no, it was a great event. Uh, uh, I think this was our 15th or 16th uh, Fresh Hop Ale Festival. 16, yeah. I think, yeah. And uh, I've, I've been to all of them, been able to judge the last uh, 10 or 12 of them. And, and that's just, it's a great event uh, for the industry. It's, it's a great event for the community. Uh, the uh, funds go to a good, uh, good cause, supporting youth uh, arts. Art programs. Art, art programs. Yeah. And uh, it's just a wonderful event to kind of wrap up uh, what's, what's a long and arduous hop harvest. And San Diego didn't have a very good year in, in baseball, but uh, Modern Times won the award for the best uh, best IPA, I think it was, right? I think so. Uh, Cloudburst, I think, got Imperial and IPA. Double uh, Holy, Holy Mountain took best of show, and, and our own little local uh, single hop. Uh, single Hill got... Sin uh, single Hill. Got Pale Ale. Yep. Yeah, no, yep. that was good, so oh. pretty exciting, yeah. A lot of fun. But no, it was a lot of fun, and, uh, well... Uh, uh, Kurt, thank you so much for uh, being with us today uh, and uh, coming out to Yakima and um, on, a, on a good special day with the Brewers uh, winning the, the, the National League Central Division title. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. This and whether great. you're brewing or watching the Brewers in the playoffs, we wish you nothing but good hops. All right, thanks a lot.